Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. And here are your hosts, Rob Smallbone and Matt McSherry. Seven inspirational books that you should read. Over the last 18 months or so, Matt and I have, as all investors do, we read a lot, don't we? We read a lot, we learn a lot. However, we feel that these are the seven books that you need to either read or at least listen to on Audible. They're in no particular order. This isn't a book review club. This isn't, you know, we're not going to tell you exactly what's in each each book, but we're just going to, you know, oversee them and tell you how they've impacted us and how they can impact you as well. Yeah, perfect. All right, well, I'll, I'll kick us off. Um, I'd probably say this book that I'm going to mention next is something that really resonates with me, more so because, one, I was travelling when I read it. Two, it was my first ever book that I'd actually read from start to finish. Uh, and three, it's something that I've I've stuck by since I've read it. And it's really helped me get in the right kind of mindset, the right frame of mind for business and for life, really. Um, so the book that I'm going to start with is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, a lot of you out there, I'm sure there's many of you who have actually read this book. It's um, it's a very popular book in the entrepreneur space. Um, and again, like I say, I really resonate with it because it was the first book I read. And because I was very open-minded because I was free, I was traveling, you know, I'd been traveling at that point when I read it for about a year and a half. Um, so it's a book that really kind of uh, affected me on a, a much larger scale um, because I resonated with it so much more. Like without giving too much away for those who haven't read it, uh, I don't want to dig deep too far into it. Um, so pretty much a quick, quick overview. Uh, it's a book about mindset and, you know, the different uh, steps um, to help you have a better prosperous business and life. You know, covering desire, your faith, auto-suggestions, specialised knowledge, imagination, uh, organised planning, decisions, persistence, discipline, and all the other stuff in between. Um, but yeah, it's a book. I mean, what do you think? Is is that one that you've read, Rob? It's, it's not one that I enjoy, to be perfectly honest with you. I've, I've read it and I've listened to it. I found it quite difficult uh, for myself to read it. I, f- I found it quite tough. It, for me, it didn't flow as well as other books have. However, the, the powerful messages that are in the book are really, really useful. I mean, it was produced, obviously, by Napoleon Hill. I think it was released in 1937. So if you think about what was going on in the 1930s, Great Depression, Prohibition, etc., the fact that this book came out then, and it stood the test of time. You see it in the, you know, the high lists and echelons of Amazon still, you know, 80 or so years later. So it, it's definitely a seminal book, but personal experience-wise... I've I've always found it a tough one to read and listen to. Yeah, definitely uh, recommend it because of the amount of material uh, that that's in there. Yeah, I think it's good to get them different viewpoints as well. So obviously, these books that we're going to recommend to you guys, me and Rob are both going to have different viewpoints on them. Um, again, as I've mentioned, this is one that really resonates with me, and I always refer to this book. Um, as as I say, it was the first one I've read as well, so I, I really enjoy it, and it's probably a book that I'm going to have to touch base on again at some point and give it another reread. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a great book. Uh, if you've not read it, definitely worth reading, uh, and I'd love to hear your viewpoints on the book as well. Yeah, and uh, as with most books on on this list and other books that are out there as well, a lot of it's going to come back down to mindset and and how you think. And this this is what Napoleon Hill does well in this is he he's getting you to think about things. A little bit differently, uh, and again, go back to when this book was, you know, published nineteen thirties, with the amount of stuff should we say that was going on economically and globally at the time. Really interesting book released at a really interesting time. Definitely recommend it. Brilliant. But one that we can definitely both relate to. Yes. It can't hurt me. 
by David Goggins. Yeah, so this is our number two. I mean, again, this is in, we're in no particular order, so it's not, we're not ranking on one to, to seven. Uh, but yeah, this is a book that we both literally read at the same time, or should I say we listened to on Audible. And yeah, my God, <laughs> what wow. an inspirational book. Like, it, honestly, it's really, really good. David Goggins, I mean, we have now put together a little slogan that we use in the gym and, you know, when we're struggling with business or anything like that, what would Goggins do? I mean, again, without <laughs> giving too much away on this one, it, it's, it really is inspirational. He kind of defies what you think a human is capable of putting the putting themselves through, both physically and mentally. And it, it's a, it's an amazing book, isn't it? Yeah, his his, his sort of backstory as well with um, domestic abuse is fair to say, and a lot of you know, bits and pieces that were going on in in his back life, and you know, going from different state to different state, and then you know being brought up in you know in a, in an erratic household. And some of the things that he's then gone on to do, you know, he's talking about being, uh, when he was at school, when he moved, you know, being pretty much the dumbest kid in school, but also being the only black kid yeah. as well in, ni- you know, 1960s, 1970s, I think it was America. So again, quite a, a torturous time, uh, depending on, you know, you know uh, your, your race background, to be fair, Let, let's not beat around the bush about it. And some of the things that he's then gone on to achieve, as um, he brought part of you know, Navy SEAL, uh, some of the competitions that he does, and as you say, Matt, it, it, it is all mindset. Thing, the thing I like most about this book, though, is it's not just that it's a book, but it's also a blend of, of podcast episodes yeah. in there as well. So there's that nice transfusion, but also the he sets 10 tasks after the chapters. So one, one task a chapter. And that really gets you thinking about stuff that's you know affected you psychologically when you, when you were growing up. So he, those tasks I found really useful sat after sat down doing myself to... Yeah, especially <laughs> when those mornings get tough in the gym. What would Goggins say and what would Goggins do? We, if yeah. you start saying that, it, but it does, it does help. It helps though, doesn't it, massively. I think yeah. just by listening to the Audible book and listening to how he put himself through some, what we, we thought as, or we deemed as impossible for a human to go through, and he, yet he exceeded that, it was just, it's just absolutely amazing. And it, it makes us look small fry in the gym compared to what he does. But I think the biggest taking. Uh, that I got from this book was that you can't use your experiences from being brought up as a negative because they can always be turned around into a positive. And, you know, some people use it as an excuse and go, well, I can't do this, I can't do that because of my past. Well, in actual fact, if you kind of turn that on the on the flip side and move forward in a positive way and use that to drive you and, and give you focus, then you can, you can achieve anything. And it's a prime example of, of what David Goggins has done. Yeah, definitely, definitely recommended. Great backstory, very inspirational person and loads of useful content in terms of being able to do the exercises to get you thinking about things that may or may not have happened Yeah, uh, to get more in touch with yourself. So very practical book as well. Yeah, and I think for anyone who's big into the fitness as well, it's a great book to, to read for that. I mean, it's got, it serves you know different purposes you can utilise for business, for life, for, for fitness, whatever it may be, because uh, it's got the same teachings. But fitness-wise, yeah, it's it's absolutely brilliant. You can definitely push yourself through them limits. How so, to win friends? How How to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie? Just fantastic. It is one of my favourites on, yeah. on Audible personally. The I think it's the intellectualness of it. And from having studying this book about there is that degree between you know being selfish and being selfless. However, communication is important on so many different levels so when 
when stuff goes wrong or doesn't quite go to plan, rather than you blaming someone else, look at yourself and how you might have gone wrong or whatever. But also when you're trying to deal with complaints and so forth, putting that spin with your words yeah. on the other person. So really how how does this benefit you? Yeah, just as Rob just said, it's uh, putting yourself in other people's position and kind of seeing it from their viewpoint of, of a conversation that you're having so that you can, again, as, as Rob said, influence them um, and, and have that you know good, solid synergy in a communication. Um, and another take in that I've took from the book, so I, I actually studied this book. Uh, I didn't just read it. Uh, you know, I made loads of uh, little bullet points, um, obviously highlighted certain things and stuff. And what I find is if I come across a certain situation, um, I refer back to it. And, and it, use it, I can like a Bible um, for communication. So that seems to work with me. Um, so yes, I kind of use it as, um, as I say, a, a Bible just to refer back to when I come across a certain situation that I'm maybe sort of stuck, stuck in. But has that book helped? Cause I mean, what I found with myself is putting the emphasis on the other person. That, that is, I would say that's a key learning. Yeah. Have you found that it's helped you when you're dealing with uh, vendors, angel investors? And people when you when when you're sourcing, yeah, one hundred percent, yeah. I think as I've just mentioned, it's putting yourself in their situation and taking their viewpoint from it. Because then, if you can put yourself in their situation and listen to the conversation from their side, and if it comes across as you're you know selling, 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 or it's me, 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 hmm. then chances are they're just going to want to pull away from that. So you've got to make sure that you bring the conversation down to their level so they understand it, and then they're actually gaining something from it, or what they believe they're gaining something good from it as well, and it's a win-win. So, so effectively that's I... being able to show effective empathy. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, um, you know, certain techniques within it, probably close to NLP. So there's a lot of teachings of NLP in there. Yeah, good show. I'd agree on that. Again, that's why it's on the list. It's not just the, it's not just the book itself, but it's how it's impacted, you know, both you and ourselves. And, you know, listen, if you've read it or listened to it before, you'd probably agree. If you haven't listened to it or read it, definitely go out and get it study it because it's really useful and the the amount of lessons you could take away and again it's another book that stood the test of time you know it's still around now it's still a bestseller um so the I mean the proof's in the pudding at the end of the day if it's if it's still around now as a bestseller and everyone in the entrepreneur kind of space knows about it then it's obviously doing well principles life and work by ray dalio this is a phenomenal book it's about 13 hours i think on audible something like that um that's long it's not the longest book I've got on there. Anyway, that's a different story. Yeah, can be quite a long book. Really, really useful for, for many different reasons. So Ray's had 40 plus years of, of investing. He owns Bridgewater Financial Associates. I think it's a full name of the company. And, and over time for his life learning and his business learning, he, he has developed these set of principles. Now, we're not a book review. We're not going to sit through and go through all these principles. In fact, the e the e-booklet's 23 pages long. It's phenomenally long we'll put a link in the show notes so definitely sit down and read that but whilst developing the property nomads we've sat through this book we've listened to it and we have especially on that e-booklet as well we've taken some of the lessons so a couple of lessons would be uh, evolving is life's greatest accomplishment and its greatest reward basically keep moving forward keep learning new things keep discovering new things the individual's incentives must be aligned with the group's goals that's another principle again if you're moving forward as a group, you want to be moving forward cohesively. I think that's the same with any team sport. I mean, Matt, from your experiences in, in the army back in the day, would you say that's fair? Yeah, 100%. So having 
because if you've again i've not been in the army and so forth but i imagine if you've got everyone working towards that common goal that makes it a lot easier from a group's perspective to achieve your target whatever that is on the battlefield and so forth yeah no 100 percent. i think with that um yeah it's all about working as a team in the army um but yeah it's the same it's the same in obviously business and life as well you know because chances are in business not many people do work on their own they're always working with other people around them so yeah i agree with that yeah and then to cut on another one you know reality is optimizing for the whole not for you so again that just emphasizes that working for the group goal and it's why we've come up with these visions and values for tpn and why you know yourself when you're starting in property or if you've already started you would have your visions your targets your strategies and basically having that culture more than anything in 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 your business for that purpose if people understand the culture why you're doing something it just makes life a lot easier so that's a really good life lesson to take away another one just to touch on it uh, you will be what you will be will depend on the perspective you have again it's that, it's that fusion there of mindset yeah. uh, and reality you know if you believe you're going to have a multi-million pound company chances are you will end up having a multi-million pound company we could sit here all day and, yeah. uh, and, and go through this book but we found that it's played a really big role in, in setting up TPN and other different ventures that are going on and also as you say Matt it's it's just an all-round general useful book and, and check out the show notes for that for that link and you know download off of the Bridgewater website the 23 page ebook um, on it very useful sure I'll keep you going kept me going so it'll keep you going as well <laughs> <laughs> uh, so another book uh, I've recently just finished this book actually um, it's called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy now I feel this is a really 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 good book uh, one that I can really resonate with it's based on the principles and the decisions that shape your life, essentially. Um, so obviously little day-to-day decisions that you make can either you know, give you the life that you desire or can basically cause you a disaster by default, just depending on how you want to take it. But I mean, these little decisions can be something as little as uh, watching what you eat every day. So instead of picking a chocolate bar up, getting an apple or some sort of fruit, um, you know, instead of getting on the bus, walking to your destination. So all these little uh, day-to-day decisions over the space of a week, over the space of a month, over the space of a year, they're going to compound into something a lot bigger. So although you might feel as though you're not doing big steps to start with, it's something that's more long-term. And if you can have that in your business, whereby you're doing something little every day, you know, a year, two years, three years, that's going to compound and have that compound effect over that time. And chances are you're going to have a very successful business. So what I've actually took from this book is to to be disciplined uh, and to be consistent in the daily habits. So if you, you know, say for example, if you you want to be a bit more healthier, then by making that conscious effort to eat the right food instead of picking up something like a chocolate bar, you know, replacing that with some fruit. So that is a, a small daily activity that you could do, but keeping a track and being consciously aware of what you're doing and then being consistent with that and disciplining yourself to stick to it every day. And you know, that that can, you can utilize that in business, you can utilize it in life or whatever area you want to form a good habit. And again, over the time it's going to compound. Yeah, I'll hold my hands up. It's not a book I've actually read, but from what you've just described, it sounds quite similar to uh, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Yeah. Similar concepts. You start off by doing something like you say, um, have a piece of fruit rather than a chocolate bar. And then that's day one and then day two, 
you might have another piece of fruit, then you do something a little bit extra on top. Yeah. And then over time, these sort of, uh, I call them systems, I can't think of a better word, become ingrained into yourself and you just keep improving day in, day out. With... Yeah. I mean, 66 days, is it roughly to form a habit, I believe? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've heard everything, you know, 21, 22. Yeah, uh, it's, David Goggins says 66. Yeah. So David Goggins say that it's gospel. Yeah, what would Goggins do? Exactly. No, but six sixty six definitely is is the um, the official scientific one. Apparently, yeah. Take that if you want. So, no, so, yeah, sounds like a good book. Sounds yeah, like a good book. Yeah, it's, it's a great book. Uh, highly recommend that one as well. Hence why it's in our top seven. Um, another one um, is the Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. So again, all of these books have got a common a common theme to them. It's all like associated with mindset. Uh, so this one is basically to get rid of a rid of your procrastination. So the five second rule is basically counting back five, four, three, two, one. And in that time, it could be shorter for some people depending on you know your um, your personality. And say for example, you, you, you want to do a task that feels a little bit mundane and you, you don't enjoy doing it. By counting backwards and just doing it, then it stops your, you know, your subconscious from kicking in and, and overtaking to say, look, I don't want to do it. So you don't give your body time to think it just happens. You do it. It's like a launch of a rocket. So basically, if you are, just say you're, you're nervous about ringing a vendor or ringing an estate agent, lens agent, or, or ringing to chase money, for example, if you source the deal, rather, not, not that you should procrastinate about that, but you know, but some people yeah. might. So what you're saying is basically count back from five yeah. and, and make just do it. And just do it. Exactly that. I think, because I've worked in sales myself, I worked in recruitment uh, before I moved back to Hull uh, last year. And there were some days, you know, when you just feel so tired and you really can't be bothered. And you you know you've got to make 50, 60 to 100 calls that day. And just even picking up for that first initial one is the hardest thing ever because you procrastinate. You think, what are they going to say? How are they going to react? Are they going to put the phone down at me? Are they going to shout at me? And that is just all forms of procrastination. And this is one thing I used when working there and before I could even think I was just five, four, three, two, one, picked up the phone and started dialing and, and that was it. And once you get over that, it makes things a lot easier. But it's just that initial initial step. Counting back, it just helps you to, to get, get shit done essentially. Yeah, get, getting off your ass and, and doing it's really useful and that's a good it's a good technique. It's something that <laughs> something I do <laughs> most mornings, especially in the winter, knowing that you've got to go to the gym First thing, I enjoy going. Don't get me wrong. It's sometimes when the, you know the old covers come off and it's a it's a little yeah, bit cold. It's cold. so easy to uh, put the covers back on. So yeah, definitely doing some of that, getting yeah. up and doing it. Because the key thing about doing some of that is you feel so much better after doing it. Yeah. Especially if it's the the key thing you've got to get done, you know, in the day is to do this one thing. We've all been there, done that. We procrastinate. We put it off. You know, then rather than you might be sat there in the morning and go, I'll do it in the afternoon. Uh, afternoon turns to evening, evening turns to tomorrow. And then that tomorrow turns to the day after. You know, then four weeks later, you've not done it. Yeah. So, yeah, useful and it works. Yeah. And I think, say, for example, if you're out there and you snooze your alarm, which I'm sure many of you do, because I was once that person. So I, I hold my hands up to that. But even little things like getting up in the morning when you hear alarm, five, four, three, two, one, and just get up, throw the quilt off you and get up, get out of bed. Turn your alarm off, put the alarm at the other end of the bedroom uh, or wherever you're sleeping so that obviously you have to physically get out of bed. And once you're up, you're up. That's it. You've, you've done probably the hardest task of the day is getting up. 
and then make your bed and then happy days and it's again a common theme to this is is habit because if you do this consistently for 66 days or whatever it may be uh, and you're consistent with that then after that 66 days it's going to be a subconscious habit and you'll do it naturally so getting up in the morning won't be such an issue as what it was initially so it's, it's a great book for all different areas but you know the main well, the main thing I got from it is to be able to get rid of procrastination and to help realign your neurological pathways into a better way of thinking, uh, a more positive way of thinking. So, yeah, that's what I took from that book, and I think it's uh, brilliant. Yeah, and it will help you to push your boundaries as well, because once, as you say, once you've used those 66 days, you're then going to, you might start thinking about different, uh, like, different things you might procrastinate, like bigger challenges and so forth. So, yeah, you just rinse and repeat. Talking of procrastination, we should mosey on to the last one, which is probably the most seminal one of the lot. Especially Rich Dad Poor Dad. There you go. By Robert Kiyosaki. <laughs> I don't think we need to say too much about this one. I think this is probably the book that within the entre- entrepreneurship space that everyone reads probably for the first one. You know, everyone is always directed to this book. Definitely in property. Yeah, definitely, definitely in property. Definitely in property, yeah, sorry, property, property related 100%. And it's a book that I got directed to. And I believe, I think this was my third book that I actually read. Um, but yeah, brilliant book. And yeah, well, yeah. I mean, what else can you say about it? It's... I think it just gives you a better way of thinking and, you know, telling you about the assets and obviously taking about the liabilities and it's giving you a better understanding and better way of looking at how you can get money working better for yourself instead of it taking over your life and running you, essentially. I'm impressed if it's the first book you read because the first book I read was Mr. Tickle on the old Mr. Men series. That was about 20, <laughs> that was about 20 years ago. I'm not rich that poor dad. You, you absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's the, the big thing that we find and a lot of people find in this book is definition of an asset and a definition of a liability yeah i think what hits home for a lot of people is when they're talking about you know their own house or their own car then normally the, the easiest example is to come up with and they think that they're assets yeah well if they're not making you money technically and this is very broad then they're a liability an asset is effectively it's going to be something that makes you money so that hits home for a lot of people and that's what gets the motor ticking in their heads about, oh, actually, if I buy property that should, you know, nine times out of ten increase by the old dip here or there, increase in value over time, the rent comes in, the mortgage goes out, the rent's higher than the mortgage, so that shed or that, you know, bricks and mortar, sorry, makes me money. That, 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 that's in turn into an asset. Because a lot of people say the same thing, oh, you know, my house is the biggest asset I've got. No, not really. If you think about your outgoings, if you're not using it for Airbnb or holiday lets or anything like that, you know you've got you've got to pay your mortgage, your electric, your council tax, etc. You know it's not an asset; it's a liability. So, from from that point of view, that's why it's a seminal book. And as you say, Matt, it's people learning how to get their money working for them rather than them working for their money. And that's I still think that's quite contrarian nowadays. I still think we're in the minority, and yourself, listener, as well, in, in the minority of, of this way of thinking. I stumped you that much, you haven't even got a reply. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that, really. But yeah, it's, it, it is a book that, you know, it is pretty much the Bible of especially property. Um, and it gives you the fundamental of business, essentially, in life and, you know, being in control of your finances. You know, when I read that book, I, I was a little bit threw off, to be totally honest with you, because I, I was under the illusion that property kind of were assets. You know, but when I found that they weren't, but I was very open-minded, so I understood that, and then that's when I kind of changed my mindset 
to a better way of thinking and you know replacing them liabilities with an asset to be able to make money from it mm. instead of paying out the money for something that's going to depreciate in value and essentially lose your money long term instead of gaining the money long term so yeah again a great book and that's why it's in uh, our top seven yeah just point out there when you say uh, stuff like watches as well i mean watches cars they can they can certainly some cars can be assets because if yeah. you know they're going to hold their value I mean that's a whole different that's a whole different uh, subject in itself. That can go yeah. more in depth. If you know, if you have knowledge about something, then it's absolutely fine. And again, you know, this book will get you started, and it will certainly want you to to get more into property. And you know, say some vintage cars. I'm not good with cars, but I know they will hold their value. Same with some watches as well. It's actually, uh, you can you can invest in cheese, believe it or not. Right. Yeah, one hundred percent. People actually buy cheese and can make money from cheese. Really? You look it up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Funny fact, you can actually check it out, and people do invest in cheese. That's fascinating. <laughs> I've got, a, I've got a cheese joke. If you wanna, if you wanna hear it, fire away. For the benefit, well, we're just uh, for the benefit anyway. Uh, did you hear about the uh, explosion of French cheese factory? Go on, hit me. There was debris everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, and on that note, we're going to leave it there. <laughs> we've taken yeah, this, we've taken this podcast to a new low. We've taken it to a new low. Should we summarise the books? Actually, yeah, before we go, we will we will do that. Yeah. So, yeah, do you want to kick us off with a summary? Yeah, so again, no particular order. Um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Principles, Life and Work by Ray Dalio. The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins and Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yep, so get yourself out there. If you haven't read them already, we do 100% um, advise you to, to get them because they are great books and they will help you in your journey. So thank you for tuning in, guys. Well, before we do that, we should say, um, talking of books, uh, in the process of writing one as well um, about buying your first buy to let in the UK. That's a working title, by the way. It should be out on... The- uh, the 10th of July so we'll keep you posted we'll let you know how that goes yes, and that's something that you could actually crowdsource as well do you know if there's any mm. names that people you know like Good to shout. put forward yep. um, for a book that's going to be you know heavily um, around your, your first buy to let and how to go about buying that I mean if you've got any suggestions as to what we could call that then yeah feel free to send them in and uh, yeah we'll definitely look at them yeah absolutely circle that date in, in your diary as well uh, Wednesday the 10th of July 2019 just to stamp it so yeah fantastic next week we'll be touching on um an issue with the humber landlords association taking whole city council to court really really useful because that's going to affect every single landlord and landlady in the country and a lot of people don't know about it and the importance of it and the importance of the challenge so you definitely want to be listening out next week as forever check us out on the social media thank you yeah cheers happy to see cheers thank you very very much guys and all the best to get out